Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 198. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today talk to you about video games, although just a little bit of video games, probably. I've not been playing all that much. I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, I've been talking about it around on various platforms. I've been doing a lot of kind of rethinking of what to do with one controller port um, and, and how I want to kind of adjust our approach to this year um and 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 some plans so i think i'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast so if you're interested in that and and what my plans are for the future of the 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 website uh definitely stick around for that um but if you're not going to listen to it i will just say uh you know chances are the types of games we're going to be covering are not going to change all that much the big thing's going to be focus uh, being more selective about topics and and hopefully trying to present things in a new way that can hopefully bring um more people in to to the website but but hopefully not in a way that is going to be you know cringy right i don't want to make some kind of nightmarish you know youtube thumbnail or something like that so anyways video games i have not been playing a ton of them i mostly have been grinding away at solomon program still um not really anything new to say there just the big thing is is that you know the 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 time it takes to level your units in solomon program is significantly longer than the demo i'm finding and you know i don't know if the original intention was for it to take this long and and they just were like fast tracking it for the demo versus you know maybe they just changed it towards the end because they're like oh people are gonna max out their monsters too quickly or something like that but it does feel like a bit of a grind i don't really feel like i have a lot of variety in what i can do right now um other than just lo- keep leveling characters. Uh, so so I hope that's something that changes. You know, I expect that Solomon Program is intended to be a live game, given it's free-to-play, it has gotcha elements, um, but we'll, we'll see. I think I will do a Solomon Program casual review at some point. It, there's just a lot of, you know, interest in that, or a lot, you know, for my channel. There, there are people who are looking at those videos, but they're all streams and they're quick plays, and, you know, th- that's great for, you know, if you want to, you know, sit down and, and watch me play something, uh, but but I think it's a lot less enticing for somebody who's just looking for information about Solomon Program, so I think doing a casual review might be the best approach to that, um, you know, sum something up uh, pretty quick. The biggest problem is that I don't really know when is the appropriate time to do a casual review for, for Solomon Program. I think I am at what was essentially the final boss for the first demo of the game. I don't know if that is still the final boss of this uh, particular incarnation of Solomon program. Um, but, but it is, uh, but it is what I'm currently on. It is a challenging fight. So I'm still having to grind up my characters to hopefully get in a position where I can uh, defeat. It's like a big silver dragon kind of thing. So I need to check how much hours I put into that game at this point. I'm not sure if, uh, how high my hour count is, you know, I only play it maybe like 30 minutes to an hour at a time. So it's just something I spread out throughout the week. Essentially. Uh, there's also like a auto grind kind of thing you can do where you just basically set, if you're going to have your monsters grind for 30 minutes, all the way up to sometimes 60 hours. Uh, there's like a select number of, of uh, options you can choose from. So you don't always have every number of hour options available. Uh, so usually if it's like 60 hours is available, I just throw that in there and then, you know, check in four days later or something like that to see, you know, how much EXP my characters have gotten and things like that. So, but yeah, we'll see. Still pushing through Solomon program. I think we will talk about it in some formal way at some point. I just don't really know what that looks like yet. Um, I'm still playing Portal Knights as well. I know I didn't do a great job of explaining Portal Knights last week, probably. When I re-listened to it, I was like, eh, this is not 
<laughs> I don't know how clear I was. I don't want to go too deep into Portal Knights again, but basically, if unless there's any confusion, it's basically um, a RPG-style Minecraft game where you teleport between different small pockets of wor Minecraft worlds, essentially, that are all made up of squares and things like that, or block cubes, I guess, that you can, like, dig through. And there's, like, quest NPCs in, in each of those worlds, as well as objectives you can do, treasure chests you can find. So it definitely leans more into the RPG aspect. And because each of these worlds are kind of their own little self-contained thing, um, you definitely can build your own little bases on each of these worlds. Uh, but you kind of have, like, one small home base that is typically your focus. And then you also have the ability to create uh, different like um, environmental worlds as well you can you can build on if you'd like to as well they're just basically like fat flat template um, worlds that are really thin but you can build them out if you want to it just would take a long time uh, but it's not really the I think creativity is not really a huge portion of that game I think it is a a side thing you know it's not looking to replace a a, a Minecraft per se that being said, it's probably a lot more simpler than like a Dragon Quest Builders, I would assume. I say as somebody who has not played Dragon Quest Builders or Minecraft, really. Um, and so there, there's not a lot going on um, um, mechanically there. It is very hack and slashy. Uh, but I think we're probably over halfway through to the end of that game. And I think once we finish the game, there's probably not going to be a lot of interest in sticking around with it. So I think we'll move on from it pretty quickly. And I think at this point, I've kind of gotten my fill of that game as well. So pretty happy to move forward on that. Um, and the other thing I've been playing is just a bit more Apex, you know, not not a ton going on there. I don't really want to talk about Apex in, a, in any kind of formal way on the website. Just there's no reason for me to. Chances are you've played Apex or if you haven't played Apex, you don't have a lot of interest in playing Apex. Um, so, so yeah, but I've just been getting better. You know, it's a battle royale, first person shooter, and and I, I have gotten pretty good at, at getting, you know, some decent number of kills. I feel like I, I usually get at least a couple of kills per round at this point. Um, and, and if I'm having a good game, I get maybe closer to like five or six kills. Um, so that, that, that's been, that's been nice. Uh, I feel like a lot of times it depends on kind of the group you're with and the, the approach they take to, 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 to combat. Um, and, and, and also just like obviously equipment and things like that. I've been mainly leaning towards doing like a sniper build and, uh, in like a close range, uh, uh, SMG kind of build as well. So, so just kind of, you know, having both of those options and, and being able to kind of be you know, suppress from afar, but also be able to go in and kind of try to clear people out. Doing a sniper close range is actually not terrible in that game at sometimes, uh, or at least I find it's not always terrible. Uh, it just is a matter of being smart about how you, you know, shoot um, <laughs> or when to shoot too as well when you're up close. So yeah, been, been enjoying that, having a good time with that. There's actually like a neat little event going on right now where like little uh, beams of, of flame energy come down and like create additional circles within the circles. I may have talked about this last week, but it creates like additional circles within the main circle. So you can kind of, uh, it, 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 it's kind of switching the game up a little bit. Cause you have to be a bit more on your toes whenever another circle comes into play and you get like wedged between two different circles. It's, it's kind of a fun thing. But yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of the game stuff. I did get my 3ds capture card finally. So, uh, you know, it's basically just, uh, an original 3ds that I had, uh, modified, um, and essentially it has, it has like a micro USB port right under the game cartridge slot. I'm a little worried with, with that positioning because if you leave the USB cord like plugged in and you're switching the games out, um, I always worry that I'm going to damage that cord. So like part of me wants to just like 
unplug it every time I change the game. I don't know if that's really the intention, but I will say like the base bottom here that they added on, they basically, uh, I got the loopy capture card uh, from 3dscapture.com and they add like a extra little uh, plastic piece to the bottom of the 3DS. So they take the back of the 3DS off, they send you your back cover back to you. Um, and then they just add on this little piece. And you know, color wise, it definitely is a different color than the rest of the hardware, but, and, and also like a different, I don't know, texture is the right word, but like the, the actual finish just feels a little different, but it's not far enough that it looks out of place. It doesn't look like it was just something that was just, you know, hacked together. If you showed somebody this device, I don't think they would really question, you know, what the bottom piece was, unless they were already familiar with the 3DS. Um, it is, it is the, the bottom plastic to this is, is very much a, a fingerprint, uh, <laughs> a magnet, just like the original 3DS was on the top as well. It just has that glossy kind of finish. Um, so it fits well in, in letting you fingerprint all around from top to bottom. <laughs> 3DSs in general had that problem, unless you're looking at like the original 3DS XL. Um, I actually have a lot of 3DSs <laughs> um, um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, most of the time it was because I kept dropping them on driveways, so I kept damaging them. I don't know why I had such a curse with the 3DS, but every time I had a 3DS, inevitably it would drop on a driveway and get messed up some way. Um, I have it, my, I think my XL's camera doesn't work. My new 3DS works fine, um, but it, new 3DS XL rather, but it has a, a glossy finish on top and I dropped that on driveway and it like tore a little hole in that glossy finish. And as time went on, as I kind of took it in and out of my pocket over and over and over again, that, that hole expanded <laughs> and made kind of a nightmarish, like speckled mess on top where all the plastic kind of tore away. Um, so, you know, it doesn't look great, but my new 3DS XL is doing fine in terms of being able to play it. But uh, I, I didn't want to hack it at the time uh, because Nintendo accounts are still this live account that you can use, right? So I didn't want to risk being in a position where I got my Nintendo account banned uh, doing a soft mod of the system. So I got a cheap 2DS XL for that. And that's what I did the soft mod for. So I could do the streaming capturing and things like that. And, you know, that solution is fine, but it's not great. Uh, I found that I was having more trouble trying to set that up than it was you know, me actually utilizing it to capture stuff, um, which is kind of why I went with the capture card finally, so I could finally just plug it in and just go for the most part. That does not mean this capture card is free of issues though. Um, so, so a couple things with the audio and, and audio capture for 3DS is, has always been kind of an issue, unfortunately. Um, so you can use the aux cable if you want, but I found that using the aux cable, I had a lot of interference when I connected to my PC. Um, so I plugged in a headphones into my 3DS with the capture card to see if maybe something that was done with the mod caused there to be some kind of issue with the sound. I couldn't tell anything. I took my other 2DS XL, plugged it into my PC to see if maybe it was something on my PC that was causing that sound to happen or that interference to happen. Didn't happen. But when I plugged this particular 3DS with this capture card into my PC, it does not play nice. Um, so I'm guessing some combination of things with my PC and this device and the modifications done to it cause some audio issues. Thankfully, the 3DS capture software that, that uh, Loopy provides for this is, uh, is does direct audio out. So you can essentially capture your desktop audio. Well, depends on what you're trying to do. So if you, if you just capture the footage directly from that, that tool he has, I believe it just captures the, the, the audio directly from the 3DS. But if, say, if you're going to stream it, um, there's no real audio output device you can just capture from, from the 3DS. So, so you have to just do like a desktop capture as far as I can tell. Not ideal, um, but it is something I can work with. You know, that's something I have to deal with already for PC capture in general. You know, if we play a Dojin game, I'm doing direct audio capture. Um, again, not ideal, but it works 
fine enough and, and you know I'm, I'm glad I can just plug something in and it largely is fine um, my USB ports on the top of my PC are a little funky sometimes so I need to make sure I plug it in the back of the PC if I plug it on the top for some reason it just does not behave properly but if I plug it into the back ports on my PC it's perfectly fine so yeah, uh, we'll probably be doing a 3DS capture stream at some point or a test stream for 3DS capture. Um, and we're going to be playing through some games. I put out a poll or not poll, but like a tweet out on my uh, one control board discord or Twitter. Um, so if you want to provide some suggestions of what 3DS and DS games you would like to see, let me know. I was originally going to plan to probably do that around Saturday this week. Um, but I think what I'll probably end up doing is switching that to the week afterwards. I don't think I'll replace a quest 64 stream with the, with the capture test stream. So, so don't worry about that. Uh, I'll talk about what is going to replace the, the Saturday stream or, or potentially will be, uh, replacing the Saturday stream, depending on, on how things go. Um, but yeah, 3DS capture. It looks, it looks great. It looks nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I have a situation where I can actually capture stuff. The, the only real downside to this situation outside of audio is the 3DS does not have a GBA port, right? Um, which I have my Game Boy player for GBA games. That's not really an issue. But there are some DS games that utilize the GBA port for accessories. So Love and Berry being the, probably the biggest one. I would like to try to play Love and Berry, and I'd like to be able to capture gameplay for that. Um, but it would require a DS capture card um, for an original DS with a GBA slot. Because if you don't know, Love and Berry is a, what I call a fashion rhythm game, but really it's called a collectible card game in terms of its genre. Uh, but it's a, a rhythm game based around wearing different clothes, just like a Tokadol, if you've heard me talk about that, like that, Aikatsu, Happy Dance Collection, things like that. And, uh, you know... To properly play that game, you need to have cards that you're earning or getting in some way, and then you can you know scan them. Uh, I don't really know what the most uh, I don't know what the right word for this is like correct way to play Love and Berry is these days. To be honest with you, you know you can largely just buy whatever cards you want separately. I'd imagine you would be buying them in blind packs or getting them from a machine directly, um, you know, an arcade machine directly because it was originally an arcade game. Um, but, but I don't really know what the right way to play Love and Berry is today or what would be the most entertaining way. Because if you're just playing like Love and Berry via emulator, I'd imagine you have access to every single clothing outfit there is. And I'm not sure if that is how you'd really properly play that game. I'd imagine you had to work with like the limited set of cards you have just like you do an Icots or something like that. So I don't know. We'll see what the Love and Berry situation changes into. I would like to do something with Love and Berry at some point, but we'll see when that happens, if that happens. Part of the conversation we're going to be having later is going to be about focusing our content a bit. And Love and Berry might not be a part of that focus. Although I think eventually I'd like to do something in that line, essentially. So anyways, to get into to game news, um, there's that Square Enix Presents event. I'm not going to go through the whole Square Enix Presents a, uh, event. I just, there wasn't a lot that I found super interesting. And, you know, it seemed like a good event, though. I will say that. It did not seem bad. Um, and we've had a lot of, of press event stuff that we've been talking about recently. So I don't really want to focus on a bunch of stuff. What is most relevant to us in this podcast, though, is that Battle and Wonder World was not delayed. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but I did not really expect it to get delayed. So that's not too surprising to me personally. Um, at least that's how I feel right now. Maybe two weeks ago I said differently. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but they did say they're going to be putting out a day one patch to address things like camera movement and also character movement as well. Um, you know, I, uh, in the post, they basically said there's a lot of stuff is kind of in the game at this point and they can't really do much to change it. You know, I, I, I'm, I personally liked Balan Wonder World from when I played at the demo. I know a lot of people didn't it got very negative opinions online about the game. I saw that this, uh, announcement of the release date going forward kind of released a new 
group of videos out there of people saying, ah, this garbage game is still coming out uh, on the same day, and, and that's fine. Um, you know, I, I personally enjoyed my time with Battle of Wonder World. I had to kind of stop myself from playing the demo, honestly. I was, like, collecting too much stuff in there. Um, you know, but that's not, I don't want to deny that the game has problems, and, and I think I've talked about it on a podcast before. If you want to go listen to that old Battle of Wonder World podcast, there are my impressions there, more fresh in my memory there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still excited for it. I just think that, you know, at this point, the the, the the kind of the hammer hammer has has nailed the the head on is that a is that a does that make sense <laughs> but i think the opinion is basically in place about that game and i don't know if you're gonna really change anyone's opinion on it um unless that thing really turns around in the back half but from what i saw the game it definitely improves but i, I don't think it's something that is going to catch anybody by surprise at this point or anything like that um i will say that you know yuji naka I don't really expect that much out of his games usually. That does not mean that I don't like his games. I I love Rodea the Sky Soldier, uh, but I feel like Rodea the Sky Soldier, even on the Wii, is like a solid B minus of a game. Um, it's not this amazing thing that I think most people would would love and enjoy, especially not the Wii U version as much as I prefer it. Um, and I think you know, I I really struggled to think of the last time Yuji Naka made a game that was like universally accepted as like this is a good solid game. And it's also held up to, to, to today, you know. I think a lot of people could look at the Sonic Adventure games and say, you know, these these are great. Um, but I think you'd have a lot of people who would question kind of how they've aged um, to, to, to some degree as well. Um, but again, I, I like Sonic 3D games. I like Sonic Adventure, so I don't want to sit there and make it sound like I'm, I'm belittling those games. But they're not games that are kind of universally accepted as great at this point. Um, and I think Yuji Naka really hasn't had a hit like that since... Um, I asked a friend about it, and he said Fantasy Star Online, which I think I I agree with to some extent, although I do think that game has not aged amazingly either at this point. Just online RPGs have come a long way, and I, I wonder if you were to like give somebody Fantasy Star Online today, you know, is it as playable as giving somebody like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 today or something like that? I, I, I don't know if that's the case, to be honest with you. Anyways... Moving on from that, that's all I want to talk about for Square Enix Present, so no more about that. Um, uh, I also saw, this isn't a game announcement, but I had seen this uh, this this title for a game called Logic Paint uh, S, which essentially is a um, Picross game featuring Hatsune Miku. I didn't know it was a Picross game, I just saw Hatsune Miku on the title screen, I was like, that's probably a rhythm game or some sort. Um, but when I actually looked at it, it's apparently a Picross game. It's got a nice aesthetic to it, you know, it is very much Miku-ish, little chibi Miku characters, got that pastel light blue color to the to the game's graphics and i assume that it has a you know vocaloid music included in there and things like that although i guess is she technically a vocaloid at this point i don't know there's like some weird rights thing going on with miku or, or went on with miku now i think she technically is owned by a different company i don't think she's technically a vocaloid anymore but i don't know um that's out of doesn't really matter in the context of the thing but basically there's probably some Miku music in that game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it just looks nice. You know, there's a lot of Picross games. You know, I've only ever played the Twilight Princess Picross game that was given out as a My Nintendo reward. Um, I did buy that Picross uh, Sunsoft game on the PlayStation 1. And honestly, I probably could get a very similar experience from just muting that game and turning on some Vocaloid music while I play that. <laughs> so I probably won't buy this thing, but I do like the look of it. I, I appreciate that it's coming out. Uh, I don't know how often Picross games come out, to be honest with you. At this point, I probably should start looking at like 3D Picross or there's this game called Polarium on 3DS 
I don't know how similar that game is in any, to any degree. I don't really remember what Polarium is, to be honest with you. Just the fact that it was a DS game that was early on and people really liked it. And at the time, that was just not really my kind of thing. But I think today, if I played it, I could probably appreciate it. So anyways, Logic Paint S. I'm glad you exist, I guess. Um, and then another game I saw on the Switch that uh, just came out um, is called Jack Jack Jean. And it's a, a Otome game. So, you know, it's a, you know handsome men and, and you're a lady as far as i can tell at least I, I did not look too 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 deep into it essentially it seems like you're you're like a part of like a stage production crew or something like that um you know it's all in japanese at this point so i don't really know i just was kind of looking at the trailer and just trying to piece together the pieces um and so you're like have these guys that you work with on the stage crew or whatever but yeah it, it is a a otome rhythm game so it has rhythm elements in it and so you can do like various little dance mini game kind of things it also um i think uh i I talked a little bit about Rowan on, on the, the one control board discord. You can join the one control board discord today. If you want to just go to the website and click the discord uh, link there. <laughs> but uh, I was talking to the uh, uh, Rowan um, and he had mentioned that the singing mini games had like different uh, inputs, which I looked at. It's like, Oh yeah, it does. So they have like different mini games for singing and dancing. And so it looks like something I really like. I'm a big princess debut fan. So it's something that I would be interested in. Um, but honestly it is like 85 bucks right now to buy it. And also I have buddy mission bond, which I haven't touched. And I also have steam prison. I also have some other rhythm Otome games from Hunex specifically that I could definitely try to spend more time with. Uh, so I don't really, really buy a Japanese game that is, that is like that right now. Uh, but if it gets localized in English, I might get, you know, reconsider it, you know, look at it a bit more. But again, it's just really hard for me to justify buying something like that right now because I have bought some games in that general space and have not played them yet. So, um, but yeah, it looks nice. It looks fun. It actually has 3D graphics, which is kind of what originally caught my attention. You know, it does have, the, you know, the 2D character portraits during during the uh, the story sections and things like that. And some of the songs also like kind of use more of a 2D character uh, uh, art that kind of like, you know, fades around on screen and things like that more of a traditional rhythm game kind of look uh but there's also scenes where you know the characters are dancing on stage and they're using 3d models that doesn't look amazing you know it looks like a ps2 game but that you know it looks good enough and, and you know that i i find that appealing whenever a game like that you know introduces 3d models into its uh it's a it's a gameplay there so yeah it looks like a fun neat thing the one thing i will say is that i'm not really sure if the art is inconsistent or if the goal is to split up the art depending on different like points of the story depending on like what's going on like sometimes the characters have a more traditional flat anime look and then other times they have this more like i don't know what the coloring look is called but it's like a softer kind of almost like colored pencil isn't the right work but like like kind of like a shaded kind of look to the the coloring and things like that um so i don't know if the, the intention is that like when it's when it's like anime looking that it's just like when they're living their normal life and then when it's like that shaded pencil look it's like when they're doing a stage play um or if it's just inconsistent i don't really know but i don't think we'll play jack and gene ever unfortunately but glad it caught my eye it looks really neat i would love to play that someday but i would love to play a lot of games someday Speaking of which, that's going to be it for this week for, for actual game talk. Um, at this point, I'm going to transition over to talking about one control report and the future of that. So if you're not interested in hearing about that, thank you so much for coming this week. Um, like I said earlier, I don't think the content of what we'll be covering will change all that much, but I will might recontextualize it. And I think the podcast is largely going to remain the same. So if you're just an avid podcast listener for some reason rather than anything else, um, then I think you won't be disrupted too much in that regard. Um, so yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about it. You know, if, if you see me on other platforms, I've been talking about it a little bit, but basically probably about a month ago, I got a little antsy with the website. I was like, I kind of want to just 
change how I'm doing things. Unfortunately, since, you know, I already made a 2021 plans video, um, it, this is going kind of against that to some degree. Um, so, so, but yeah, I, I think really what I want to do is work smarter and not harder, right? Um, right now, how one teleport works is it is a website based around me. Um, I just, anything I'm currently interested in, which is not, not a bad thing per se. Um, but I think it does make me feel a little guilty when I have people come to me, they subscribe to me because I made some video about something in some franchise or genre they're interested in. And then, you know, they subscribe to me or they want to talk to me about things. And I'm just like, I don't really have anything else to, to help you with at this point. Like, like, I don't really have anything for the people who came and subscribed to me for the Chibi Robo stuff. I don't really have anything for them. People who came to me for the Shaman King stuff. I didn't really have anything for them. Uh, spectrobes, things like that. So yeah, I, I, I kind of want to focus a bit more. Like obviously there are, there are ties that link all those games together for me personally and how, how those games like are kind of formatted. And I think some of you who, who listen can probably better see, you know, how something like full spectrum warrior might connect to something like a spectrum's origins. Right. But, but for most people that there's no connection there, right. It's just, it is completely severed. And, and for most people, I think that that's not really something that they, you know, would make that connection with. And I can understand that they're probably not coming for full spectrum warrior on the website. Right. <laughs> um, so what I want to do is really focus a bit more. Um, I want to have a level of consistency, although I don't want to, you know, lock myself into only doing things that are going to appease, you know, groups or audiences. So I'm probably going to be doing kind of a two thirds plan. I'm going to be flexible with this. I don't want to sit there and set any like really hard limitations on myself, but you know, make basically two thirds of my content with the focus of who my audience is, you know, externally and internally people who are currently watching the pod or watching my stuff and also people who don't watch it, but I can hopefully reach out to. And, and then also for that external stuff, probably presenting it in a way that will reach out to people who are, you know, you know will be more, more, you know, visually pleasing in terms of how I bring people in, you know, connecting certain topics to a larger topic that is more, more, more popular and easier to find information on, you know, so, so I, I hope that doesn't mean making, you know, cringy thumbnails and titles for, for YouTube videos. It just doesn't seem like what I want to do. I just, I don't know. That just doesn't feel right to me. Um, but you know, we'll see how things go, but I think initially I'm not going to try to do that. I don't want to sit there and be like, you know, when I did disaster day of crisis, the game Reggie Fizzamay made doesn't want you to have or something like that. Right. Like, I don't like that. Um, but we'll see how things go. I think, I think I, but I think there are smart ways to handle that kind of outward reach without coming off as just like, Oh my God, click me, please. Dear God, please click me. Right. Um, so, so we'll see. So really what, what the focus is going to be is for that two thirds content is looking at, you know, I'll be, I'll be basically doing a rating on, on a scale that I have about what I think a game is reach wise, you know, how much it applies to my current audience, um, and also, you know, the lever, my personal interest in it and also the level, level of effort it'll take to complete it and things like that. And trying to make like a rating system, uh, so I can kind of more easily contextualize, you know, what, what would be most effective to produce right now. Um, and, and what, what it would do in terms of, you know, reaching out to people or, or making people who currently follow me happy. Um, I'm not going to live by those rules hard or anything like that. You know, if, if I, in the end, it's something that I don't want to make, you know, I, I, I don't think I would, I would make it either way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on, on things that I think are, are, are still my personal interest as a whole. Um, but you know, I think I want, the big thing is I want to be less impulsive. 
I don't want to just jump into covering things because I just want to cover it right now, <laughs> which is kind of how I do it right now. Um, so, so the other one third will probably be more personal interest stuff. Uh, things I think would probably be more for, I guess you could say like the public good, you know, something where there is not a lot of information about a game online. It's not really going to get an audience probably, or, or there's a very specific small audience I have in mind. Um, so, so I think there will be some of that coverage still, um, just hopefully, you know, Hopefully, if I'm focusing, it means we actually have more of that stuff. But, you know, we'll have to see how it how it turns out. So key thing there, focusing, having goals with content and and having more restrictions on myself in terms of not letting me just essentially treat game coverage like I treat game purchases of just like, oh, yes, give me. Yes, Wii Music. That's mine now. I'm going to write a Wii Music review. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to just do that all the time. Um, anyways, so so, yeah. Again, it's going to be something that's going to evolve over time. I, I don't think it's going to be something you're going to see a change tomorrow with, essentially. It's going to happen as time goes on. Um, but again, I think I think it will still be of interest to everybody following me. It's just how I present it might be different and what I focus on might be different. Um, streams are going to largely stay the same. Um, you know, I think we're still going to focus on playing through entire video games. Um, I'm going to... One thing that I do change I do want to make is maybe focus less on just jumping around different platforms all the time. I really like the idea of having like an 8-bit NES game. Like we're going to play Mario and then we're going to play some random Dreamcast import. And then we're going to go to our weird Weeaboo PS4 um, uh, Jet Curls game. I like that variety. Or then we're going to jump to a military Xbox game. I like that variety, um, but I will try to probably hone it in a bit more, you know, Sometimes there's probably things that are okay for me to just play on my own and not have to involve everybody in. <laughs> um, so, so again, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to change all that much, but I think I won't like stress about, you know, I've got to find an NES game to play next kind of thing. I think it will be more uh, freeform and, and things like that. We may try to do some extra streams around relevant content. I don't think it will replace the current streams. But uh, one thing I do want to do is uh, maybe this Saturday play some Battle and Wonderworld. Uh, if I can get my hands on a copy uh, relatively quickly, uh, that'd be nice to play that because that's coming out, on, I think, on Thursday. So obviously I won't be able to play it, you know, immediately afterwards. But, you know, within a reasonable time frame, I think the people who follow me are interested in Battle and Wonderworld to some degree and would be interested in hearing more. And I know my feelings on Battle and Wonderworld um, are pretty different from other people's feelings on Battle and Wonderworld. So I think there's value there. And, you know, I'm going to buy Battle and Wonderworld anyway. So if I can do something like that, um, I think that would be something that'd be nice. Um, the other thing I'm going to try to do is... Uh, well, I've been in the process of doing is converting to Streamlabs OBS. Um, this is more backend talk for it I'm about to do here, but basically Streamlabs lets me um, capture gameplay without some of the stuff that's coming into the stream. So you don't get my voiceover. I don't get all the graphics I put over top. So that means I can be a bit more flexible with my layouts and things like that. Uh, the biggest problem is, is that it's not perfect either though. I, don't, I can't capture things at full resolution without it still being full resolution on screen. So I'd have to like put myself over top of a video game to get that full resolution. And then also the audio settings are affected by my stream audio settings too. So I won't be able to get like full audio coming through. And right now, to my understanding, I, I say this as somebody who's just starting to stream live OBS. Maybe I'm missing something, things like that. Uh, I do like OBS studio still, but it's just this, this capture, you know, thing is, is kind of a nice bonus. It's not perfect. I think my PC is only just barely able to do this. Um, so it's not something that I, I really expect to, um, you know, be, be available to me at all times to, to do, you know, depending on the game and, and how we're capturing it, that might change 
um, you know, whether or not we can actually get that footage, but it'll be a nice backup, you know, save me situations where like with Billy Hatcher, where I have mostly stream gameplay for that. And that makes reviewing a game with that video a bit more challenging, um, because I have, you know, stream compression. I have, you know, no audio because I'm talking over the audio, things like that. Um, I'm also going to be adding some new layouts to the stream too. Um, so if you don't know, you know, one of my original goals with the stream what and the current simple layout we have is not to come off as some like weird gamer channel thing. I mean, obviously we play video games, right? That is, that is the entire focus of my channel, but I don't like the like, you know, hard edged, you know, translucent windows that have like lightning bolts flying through them and things like that. And the like weird metallic transitions and things like that it's just not really what i want out of the stream and i think what the current stream you see now with it just like the slight purple lines that kind of deviate like, like distinguish where you know the chat ends and where my video begins you know it doesn't look great or anything like that but i think it very much comes out of me watching speedrunners like zfg narcissa things like that where they had a lot more simpler stream layouts and and a lot more straightforward and um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that uh, obviously it definitely works for them but they also are doing things that are uh amazing in terms of execution and, and could draw audience that way um so i think more recently what i've been trying to switching over is to a layout that's more like a, a vtuber kind of aesthetic um that does not mean i'll be a vtuber that is not my intention uh but i like the look of like specifically i think pikami uh her stream uh, i really like the graphics she uses and things like that and it's not going to look exactly like that obviously she has her theme and style um but i think just more softer graphics that are not necessarily like hey gamer graphics so it might look nice um you know maybe 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 a bit unfitting for what might pe people might think for for a gamer stream but i personally would prefer something like that right now it's kind of like this purple lace kind of look to it that, that i have right now again it's not gonna be anything fancy or special it's just gonna be what i can essentially uh get my hands on for either the ability to use it you know either through public like or you know royalty free kind of thing or something i can you know buy fairly cheap it's not something i'm gonna really you know invest in a graphic designer or something like that to, to create a bunch of stuff for me that's just, we're just not anywhere near that point with the stream and, and 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 justifying that so yeah it will be probably a bit softer of a look but hopefully it'll look a bit more um i don't know if professional is the right word but it'll look it'll look nicer hopefully we'll see um, and some of those changes might bleed into the podcast video as well. But again, the podcast is a audio format, uh, largely. So I don't think I will make it like build that into any kind of delivery or content. And I think you'll still just be focusing on me talking about things. And lastly, I also want to maybe increase more community interactions. Like I said, at the start, one control report was really built as something very selfish for me, myself and I, which is not necessarily a bad thing per se. Um, you know, especially just as a hobby or whatever, but, uh, we definitely have more people tuning into the stream. We have, uh, you know, about 500 subscribers right now. It's not a big number, but that is a number of people. Um, and, and I kind of want to, you know, allow people to have more influence on, on what's going on. Um, so I want to involve people to some degree. Uh, that will probably include things like game choice for the stream specifically, at least. Um, so, so hopefully getting more input from you guys on what you want to play. Obviously I kind of have final say on that. My goal is still to play more new games rather than stuff I already played. Um, so, so that will probably still be the focus, but, but allowing you guys to have more input on what we end up playing. Um, and then also I'm trying to think of some ways to essentially allow people in the streams and, and stuff, um, or you, I guess, 
um, to to add some value to the the coverage we do to some degree, like add add your own input on things, um, and and maybe having that as like a something that we can present alongside, you know, or or with or integrated into, um, you know, my own feelings about something too. Um, exactly how that's going to work. I don't know yet. It's something I have ideas for, um, but the actual execution of it, um, we'll see. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I also was looking at a, uh, essentially integrating a coffee thing, which if you don't know what coffee is, it's basically a donation service where you can donate money if you want. Um, I, I, I will stress this again, as I always say, whenever I bring up any, you know, potential of receiving money from people who, who watch my stuff, I do not need the money. I'm perfectly happy and fine, um, as is. So, so, you know, don't give it unless you just feel the need to, you know, but, uh, but I, I, I just... I don't know. It, it, to me, it makes sense to to offer that to some degree. I guess, like, like I probably I won't go into it. It's, it's always a struggle I have. The big thing is I want to um, try to give something back to you guys. Um, and so, so right now, at least, kind of what I've I've structured the coffee as is like, here's a goal. Um, here's the purpose of that goal, like buying this specific thing for something. And then also here's something I can give back in regards to once this goal is reached kind of thing, whether that's, you know, anything of value I'm giving back to you, that's, you know, a whole other thing. We can kind of work that out hopefully and see if there's better ways to to do that. Um, it'll probably not be anything too in depth. You're probably not going to get a featured, you know, release, at least not without a, a lot of money, probably, because that would mean, you know, I, the, 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 the most valuable currency right now in all this is my time, right? So, so like, even if you give me all the money in the world outside of the fact that, you know, if I could quit my job, um, um, there's not much more I can do to create that much more stuff. So, so I, I, I need to find ways to make it so I can feel like you guys are giving input and creating something. And I can also present something that's not going to, grind everything to a halt just so we can do that because at that point you're not really getting new stuff you're just kind of replacing what we're currently working on right um so so it's, it's gonna probably be a fine balance but again it's, it's technically the page is online but don't go donate money because i don't know what i'm doing yet um so so yeah and we might still try to focus on doing some multiplayer stuff but i think that will probably be not stream focused i think that'll just be something that we can do um and kind of coordinate that's what kind of what the the discord was made for was to to try to coordinate that stuff a bit better i have not taken the time to do that yet though so uh we'll see i've been kind of in the middle of this round of reorganization so i've been a bit busy haven't been thinking too much about playing games all that much unfortunately so yeah anyways that's my thoughts. If you stick stuck through all that, thanks for letting me throw up some words uh, at you. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Like I said, it's probably going to be something that changes over time and, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, uh, happen immediately. So, so if you stick around for, for it all, thank you again. I don't think that the content itself will, will change all that much in terms of the games we talk about, just maybe how we talk about them and the way we present that information and things like that. In terms of upcoming content, we essentially are uh, going to be pushing forward with a Billy Hatcher review for now. I don't know if that Billy Hatcher review will actually fully get finished or not. I don't know if it falls into my current restructuring plans. I think I, it probably does not, but I don't know when my restructuring plans will be finished. So I'm going to push forward with that as the next major featured video. If it doesn't work out and we shift away before we finish that, um, it's complete enough that I could probably just go ahead and post the script on the website as a written review uh, with some minor adjustments and changes to make it read properly. So so um, I think you will see something with Billy Hatcher at some point. It just depends on where it will end up 
ending up at, at, the, at the end for the for the review itself at least um i also got some casual reviews in the pipeline still with jumping flash um and uh and mega pseudo 2096 uh industrial spy operation espionage those are still there as well those are kind of on hold right now just while i try to figure things out the industrial spy operation espionage i'm pretty sure you're going to see that one at some point um i think it would make sense to have mega pseudo 2096 as well although i think the value of that video is less so than the other other videos just because it's more or less just a 3d mech fighting game there's some interesting things about it but not enough to really make it stand out all that much there's not a lot of coverage of it online so that's kind of one one value of it is that you know if somebody wants to look up a review of it i would be able to provide that review for them um so but yeah i mean that's not going to take too much work to get done so i think you will see it eventually i just don't know when as i mentioned the battle wonder world stream if we can get a copy i think we'll try to stream that on saturday this week um and then uh the 3ds test stream will probably try to stream somewhere further out the the two streams a week thing probably is not going to be a consistent thing so don't really expect that to be happening in the future um maybe eventually if we get to the point where we can do you know more of a longer term patreon or a a, a monthly coffee kind of thing uh we can get to a position where you know maybe if we have a certain amount of money coming in i can more easily justify doing a second stream every week it's just it takes time and um right now i kind of only have a couple days to myself in a week i already have other obligations that i make so putting another stream in the week would probably be somewhat challenging or at least i'd have to make some sacrifices for that um but obviously if i'm getting paid for for making doing that stream that makes it a bit more easier for me to justify that so we'll see again i don't really want to make money being a big thing on you getting content um but if there's something that you want and that i can't really offer or at least i can't easily offer with how i produce content right now maybe that could be incentive to essentially force me into creating something <laughs> like oh i feel bad now i gotta make this because you gave me money to do it kind of thing again i do not need money do not give me money if you don't need to or don't want to or can't afford to i am not in the need of money i'm perfectly fine uh quest 64 stream that's been going on. We started playing Quest 64 last week. I'm having a good time with it, enjoying it. I um, think we'll continue to enjoy it for now. We'll see. I don't know. Um, and then uh, I went ahead and put up the Disaster Day of Crisis voice acting comparison. If you don't know the English or the, the Japanese and European slash Australia release, all three of those releases have English voice acting, but the Japanese version uses a different version of that English voice acting. It's the same voice actors, just different line reads. So if you want to see exactly what was changed and why it was changed or why potentially it was changed, I guess, because it's more speculation more than anything, just based off the types of changes that were made. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 I hope that is something that, uh, is of interest to, to you. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard video. I enjoyed it. I, I liked making it. I don't know how, how valuable it is, but I personally think it's interesting. Um, there's very much a selfish piece there. I don't know if that's uh, something anyone else is interested in, although Disaster Day of Crisis is a, a more well-known name for sure. Um, and I also, just to give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes peek, um, I did create a um, kind of a pitch piece for an idea I have regarding PCFX games and kind of rating their English um, uh, accessibility. Um, using not only the game itself, but also the resources available out there about a game. Um, I don't really know what that's going to turn into or what that will look like, but I'm fairly happy with the little pitch piece I made. Uh, it was only about a minute and a half long. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to be shorter videos. Um, but the biggest challenge is, is that I have to play enough PCF games to, to, you know, justify making this series, right? I don't want to just put out one video and be like, yeah, if you want to guide for this one particular game, then, you know, here's a one minute video about that kind of thing. So, um, I think we will see that in some form at some point. 
I think I, there are some people I would like to collaborate with on that as well. But we'll see that. Words. This is actually technically the second time I've recorded this podcast. I went through basically the entire podcast. And I was like, oh man, I do not feel great about how I delivered everything. So I just went ahead and re-recorded this. So here we are, uh, basically an hour and 45 minutes into me recording this. <laughs> uh, but for you probably only about 45 minutes still very long podcast but we had a lot to talk about or i had a lot to talk about my website not really a lot to talk about in terms of gaming stuff so yeah anyways onecontrolport.com is the website um again streaming uh thursday at 7 p.m pacific time don't know about the ball and wonder world stuff don't know if that will even happen yet i have to get a copy of the game first um so so we will see what happens with that anyways thank you so much for coming um and and if you have any thoughts or feedback about any of the stuff i said about the the website let me know i'd be happy to hear any more information i have you know if you know feedback i have from people the better help me refine what i'm doing potentially so so yeah hope you have a great week bye